Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. your host Ryan Gable and you're listening to the Secret Teachings Radio right here on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. I'm finally out of uh, Facebook jail so you'll be able to find me there Ryan Gable as well on Facebook. And you can check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you'll find our full show archive, montages, and more. That's at www.thesecretteachings.info. It might come as a surprise to some of you. To others, might might not be much of a surprise, but I read the Bible a lot. And I know that just the name of this radio show for some people would seem blasphemous to the so-called holy scriptures, to the so-called holy book. But I read the Bible as much as I read any other sacred text. I'll read the Tibetan Book of the Dead. That was one of the first sacred texts I ever bought. I still have the original copy I bought when I was 18 years old, 19 years old. I have a copy of the Quran. I have a copy of the Colburn Bible, the Aquarian Gospel, the Gospel of Mary, the Gnostic Bible. I have all these sacred texts. And I have them because they've either been recommended to me at one point, like the book of uh, Jasper, I think it was, was recommended to me a long time ago. And uh, I got a copy of that. I've never read that. Uh, The Aquarian Gospel, so I had purchased a copy of that years ago. And then, of course, I have like two or three different holy Bibles, like an NIV Bible. Somewhere in a box, I have like an old, uh, one of those old Bibles that you'd read in, read in like a Sunday school, like the new new versions of the Bible where they change the language even more. But, you know, I have like the King James Bible and all these sacred texts, and I like to read those things because I like to relate them to current events and things that are going on in the in the world today and find striking sometimes parallels between not only the Bible but also between other sacred texts and myths, mythologies. I like to read mythology books. I have a, about four or five big, very large books on mythology. I have a, a book by Edith Hamilton. It's a really great book. It's like a dollar if you can find a copy of it at a bookstore, a used bookstore. Some bookstores I've been to, they've got like, you know, 20 of them. You can get them for like a dollar, 50 cents. This little book on mythology, and it explains uh, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, uh, Norse myth. I think there's Norse mythology in there. But I study all those things because I see the patterns. I see the archetypes. I, I, I've not read a lot of Joseph Campbell, but I enjoy comparative religion. I used to actually build this show as a form of uh, comparative religion analysis. 
And so I'm going to read a little bit of Bible verse to you tonight, just in relationship with our overall theme. And there's a lot to there's a lot to weave together this evening so that we can look at a number of different topics that otherwise might seem unrelated, but I think I can weave them together and leave you with your mouth open a little bit. At least that's my intention, to get you to think a little bit. That's my intention here on the Secret Teachings, and that's my intention anytime I go on another radio show as well. I'm not better than anybody. I just make an observation. I learn something. I want to share it with you, and that's what we're going to do tonight. Not only do I you know, read the Bible and read other sacred texts, but I also like to watch you know, television shows once in a while. I like to stay up to date with some things that are going on in television, and I don't have you know, cable TV, but like most of you, I have streaming services. Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't actually have any paid streaming services because I, I've just got like, I'm basically bumming streaming services off people who have logged into my, my PlayStation account which I don't even use that anymore either. But uh, I was watching the show Debris, which is an NBC show. It's on Hulu. And it's about this mysterious wreckage from an alien spaceship that falls from the sky. And there's a, a, a secretive international agency. And they're working together with like the CIA and British intelligence to find out what it is, where it came from, and what it can do, you know, how maybe it could be used to, to build weapons or whatever it might be, offensive or defensive weapons. And there's only a couple of episodes out so far, and they haven't, they haven't um, I think uh, episode five uh, aired Monday or something, and then episode six is slated for like the first week of April. So there's only a couple of episodes out, and I watched it. It was just very bored by it. It, it, it started out kind of like Fringe. You ever saw that show Fringe? And then it got really boring really fast. Episode 2, really, I thought it just sucked. Uh, the concepts are cool. I just think it's poorly produced or poorly... Um, it's not poorly acted. It's just poorly... It's just very... It's like emotional and it's not... There's not a lot of content to it. There's no excitement. There's no energy to it. So I just... I don't know how much more of that show I can watch. But the point is... This stuff is falling from the sky. And if you've seen the, you know, the movie, well, the TV, not movie, the TV poster, but movie poster for it, you see this, you know, these objects falling in the background of the two uh, intelligence agents, you know, kind of like a Mulder Scully deal. But you're two agents that are going out looking for this debris. And when the debris hits the ground and people come into contact with it, it starts to cause some bizarre phenomena to take place. People will levitate. People's minds become linked up and their bodies, uh, in one episode, the bodies start to levitate and they, they move uh, into a similar position with each other. And so it deals with a lot of interesting concepts. Uh, it deals with, you know, emotions and love. It deals with human connectivity. Some of the debris causes other things to happen. There are like rips uh, in space-time and portals uh, that that open up and people that had went missing having walked into a portal in one of the episodes they they get brought back 
and 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 the portal that they went through. You know, they didn't really have a, a perception of time. You know, one girl went missing in the parking lot, uh, just stumbled into a portal, and she was gone for years. But she only felt that she was gone for a couple of minutes. So it plays with time. So it's interesting concepts. But the overall idea is this alien technology comes down from the sky. It comes down from the heavens. And uh, it affects humans in a very bizarre, paranormal, fringe, Fortean, X-Files-like way. We can mash all that together. And so if you read the Bible or if you study theology, you know, you'll know about the, the fall of Lucifer. Lucifer fell from the heavens. You'll know about the story of Genesis and the eating of the forbidden fruit. You'll also know other things like the Revelation story and the end of the world uh, or the, the Armageddon, the apocalypse, the great unveiling and the blowing of the trumpets and the opening of the seals. You'll probably know all of this even if you've never read the Bible, even if you've never studied, you know, theology or, I mean, I, I know, I've known a handful of Muslims in my life and most Muslims, contrary to popular belief, know quite a bit about Christianity and uh, tend to believe most of the things that Christians believe. And I'll say it again, contrary to popular belief, most Muslims believe in most of the same basic principles that Christians believe in. And that's firsthand experience I've had with Muslims. And uh, I, I feel like Muslims actually tend to agree with Christianity, maybe even more than Jews do. That's just, you know, people that I've known. So whether you're a Christian Muslim or you're just an atheist, you've probably heard of these stories. You know, atheists probably have heard of these stories because a lot of atheists used to be religious. They grew up in a religious household. You know, I was atheist for like a week and I just thought, Eh, it's, this, this isn't for me. So if you know these stories, you'll know the power of these stories, and you'll know the story of Lucifer. The story of Lucifer told in the Bible. Lucifer comes down from the heavens. and He wanted to be like God. He wanted to be like the gods. He wanted to be like uh, the most powerful angel. He wanted to be in charge. And so Lucifer comes down from the heavens, and, of course, the very famous Bible verse in Isaiah, Isaiah 14, 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weakened the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also set on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. The fall of Lucifer. Now, if you study that, and you understand it astrologically, you understand it astronomically, then you would understand it from a physical description of the light of the sun, of God, reflecting in the same way that the light of Lucifer or Venus reflects. They reflect off of the moon. So Jesus, the light of the world, reflects off of the moon 
Jehovah, the moon god, and therefore Jesus is sent down to earth to save us from the cold, from the darkness, and from the evil, which is why we have Yule logs and Christmas lights and Beltane fires, and we're always preserving the fire, welcoming the waxing sun and saying goodbye and praying to the waning sun that it comes back and brings light and warmth and goodness back to the world. Now, Lucifer as Venus, of course, is going to reflect off of the moon and be cast down to the earth as the first light. And therefore, Venus is not the true light. The sun is the true light, meaning that that light that strikes the earth is a false light, a fallen light cast to earth by God. And in the same way that Jehovah, the moon god, casts the light of his son, the sun, S-O-N-S-U, into the earth, so does the moon cast Venus, Lucifer, to the earth. Because Lucifer wanted to be like God, wanted to be the most powerful. And he was a false light and became a fallen angel. Venus, Lucifer, likewise, The physical, Venus Lucifer likewise, is the false light, tries to be like the sun, but is not like the sun and is cast down to the earth. Now people will relate, and I guess it would depend on who you talk to, will relate that Lucifer is actually the serpent in the Garden of Eden, right? The serpent. But it doesn't really describe in the Bible whether the serpent is Lucifer or Satan or the devil, which is a reference to evil, D-E-V-I-L, or lived, L-I-V-E-D, devil and demonic and diabolic. These are words that reference uh, both diabolism, or those things that are evil and dark, and demons, daemons, which is the Greek word. These are like spirits. The, the devil is essentially the inversion of life, all things that are dead. Therefore, an inversion of life and live is evil or E-V-O-L, love. It's an inversion of love. It's hatred, malice. Uh, but shaitan, Satan, shaitan means adversary. So the adversary of the Lord, those things that work in the opposition to, the, to God, to, to the Lord, and which would be you know, the false light. Lucifer would be a great example of that. But the serpent in the garden was more crafty than all the other animals that the Lord had made. And he said unto woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God said, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. And so when the woman saw the fruit, the serpent said, You won't die, you'll become like God. Obviously, you know the rest of the story. The woman ate some of the fruit, and this led to the fall of man parallel to the fall of Lucifer. Now, whether it's alien debris raining down and affecting the way that we act, the way that we live, or it's the fallen light of Lucifer convincing us to take a bite of that apple, there are heavenly influences that rain down, like the alchemists who collect the the morning dew, that rain down and they play upon our subconscious and our conscious. And these 
are the secret teachings. These are the, the mystical components of our world that we're going to explore tonight right here on the broadcast. The secret teachings, thesecretteachings.info. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on the Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you want to know more about UAPs, the paranormal, conspiracy analysis, current events, and other topics that interest you? I'm Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report. Explore the unrevealed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, live here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. 
From parapsychology to pop conspiracy, and from parapolitics to health and esoterica, I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and I'll bring you all of this and more five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM. By using critical thinking and objectivity as keys to understanding, utilizing, and appreciating the secret teachings of all ages. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM after Joe Roop and Lighting the Void. This is Grammy-nominated recording artist Johnny Cobb. You're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. You can catch us Monday through Friday, five nights a week, right here on The Fringe. You can also catch replays on The Fringe, and occasionally on the weekends you'll hear a, a best-of show on Aftermath.media. But we are exclusive on The Fringe FM, and I encourage you to download The Fringe FM app. It's free listen to the network 24 hours a day a lot of hard work went into that app and the website fringe.fm so check that out along with our website thesecretteachings.info if you listen to the fringe you'll hear a handful of shows that talk deeply on the subject of mysticism and magic you'll hear a number of shows that talk about occultism and that's really our specialty here at The Secret Teachings. And contrary to popular belief about some of the words that we use on this show, not about this show, but words that we use on this show, when I use words like occultism or magic, a lot of people would interpret those words, and I'm not being assumptive, I'm being, for sure, I'm being definitive. I know for sure people interpret those words as being demonic or evil. And I would imagine that they probably wouldn't think that people like myself read the Bible or study Holy Scriptures. And if they do, they might say, well, the devil can recite Scripture as well. I think there's a lot of things that come out of the sacred Scriptures that can be interpreted far too literally. And there are certain things that are interpreted literally that are merely metaphor that are merely parable, that are merely historical notes. And there are other things that stick with us that we don't really think about because they're so ingrained in even popular culture. When someone suggests that the apple in the Garden of Eden might not have been an apple, well, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or you have a dogma or belief system, you know, you, you, you've heard that story over and over again. You've seen it referenced in movies and TV shows and books, the poisoned apple and snow white. You just don't really think, well, well, that's, that's what it is. But, but if you go actually read, I mean, if you read Hebrew, 
or you read Greek, you'd find a better translation. When you find the Latin to English translation, it's, it's a little bit different. There's no reference to apple in Genesis. There's no reference to the apple. There's reference to fruit. And, and scholars have argued and debated this for a very long time. What exactly was that thing in the Garden of Eden? What was that object that the serpent wanted Eve to take a bite out of from the tree of knowledge. Well, the Hebrew word, which is used in Genesis, is peri, P-E-R-I, which is a generic word for fruit. And although the, the modern Hebrew word for apple, tapak, means general fruit, it was also a, uh, a modern word that's used to specifically refer to the apple. So language changes over centuries, and our interpretations today are perhaps much different than the intentions of ancient writers. But see, when, you, when the Bible was translated into Latin uh, in 382 A.D., Pope Damasus I asked a scholar named Jerome to translate the Bible into Latin, and he translated the Hebrew word peri into the Latin malum, which I guess it also means uh, evil. It can also be a, a word that means evil. And so this translation, when it comes into English, we, we get apple, we get different interpretations, different definitions, different Bible you know, interpretations, you know, there's some Bibles that are like, and Jesus went down to the water and he caught some fish, man. You know, it's just like very, very laid back. You know, it's not really, it's not really elegantly written. And Jesus said unto his disciples, follow me and I shall lead you to the promised land. You know, and then you get the other interpretations that that are like, you know, Jesus was like, yo guys, if you want to go have some fun, like just come on, let's go. Follow me. I'll take you to some, you know, cool place. So you get all these translations, and, and, and whether or not it has any you know, bearing on your life, whether you follow by whatever interpretation you have of that word, you follow you know, a belief or follow up a, a scripture, and whatever it might be, the, 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 the popular culture component of this is, I think, really important because whether you're an atheist or a Christian, you know that story of the apple. You know about the, the, the apple in the Garden of Eden. You might even know if you've read my book, Occult Arcana, or if you've read any kind of mythology book about Greek mythology, you'll know about the golden apples. The golden apples in Greek mythology, the golden apples of Hesperia. And these golden apples, they, of course, grew on a tree. And these golden apples were very sacred. You'll find them in a number of different Greek stories. There might even be reference to the apples in the story of Atalanta. And so you find that it's not a theme that is um, the subject of the apple. It's not a theme that it, it's just kind of random. There, there's, a obvi- there's an obvious backstory to it. And part of that is because the apple relates to the goddess Venus. The apple, which is Roman, the apple relates to the pattern that Venus traces out in the heavens. 
as some will reference, because of the pits of the apple. But apples, which do have, you know, the seeds, the pits, uh, not like a, you know, an uh, apricot pit, but pits as in has seeds in the center. Uh, the original wording was a reference to any kind of fruit that had seeds in the middle. The apple has become today, you know, we say the apple of desire. We say that this apple in reference to the biblical story is something that anytime we are coerced and offered something that seems too good to be true, we are being offered the, offered the apple of desire, the things that we desire, but we know that they are not good. In terms of technologies, we can say that this is a, we are being offered a techno apple, which is poisoned where we will lose our soul in the process of integrating with technology. And it's funny because even the Apple Corporation, they used to use the Apple, right? They used to use the, 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 basically the, the reference to the Apple over, I think it was Isaac Newton's head, but the Apple on the tree as their original logo. And then they switched to that multicolored Apple that said Apple and then moved on to the black and the red and the gray and the silver and the white Apple. So they use that uh, for their logo. And Apple is, of course, one of the big, big, big companies, along with Google and others that are working even with the federal government. We'll talk about some of this tomorrow, working with the federal government to bring about what are referred to as COVID-19 passes or travel passes so that vaccine passports. So you'll be able to go to concerts and go into festivals and you'll be able to go get on planes and, you know, go to the, the sporting event that you want to go to. I mean, they've already done this here in New York State. Uh, Madison Square Garden is one venue and then another venue in Syracuse. You'll have to have a vaccine passport to get in. And so you'll literally have to have this barcode that's scanned. And, of course, people will say that's the mark of the beast. And, yes, it sounds like the mark of the beast. Maybe there's multiple marks of the beast. That's at least one of them. And this is happening today. This is happening March, April 2021, for point of reference. That this isn't coming in the future. It'll get worse in the future, but it's here now. And we're being offered this as a solution to you know, get our lives back to normal. But what exactly is happening? You may, you may ask, what exactly is happening? And, and, and of course, the religious folk will say, well, it's just the fulfillment of prophecy. And others might say, well, maybe it's not so much the fulfillment of prophecy, as it is people taking prophecy and fulfilling it. So it's artificial. And then you could say, well, that means that the prophecy was true to begin with, regardless of how it came about, because the prophecy was that this was going to happen, and people wanting to bring that prophecy about manifested it. But then you have to ask, if the people manifesting it knew that in the end they would lose, why do it to begin with? Well, I think it's because they understand that there's metaphor. There's not literalism, per se. It's metaphor. And by utilizing the religions and re utilizing the you know, theology and dogma and beliefs, just like Cortez did to the Aztecs, the, the Apples and the Googles and the Facebooks, being Cortez, they've studied your religion. They've studied the mythology and the archetypes. And they know what you believe. And they know how to manipulate that belief because the world's basically run by psychologists. 
And so like Cortez, they come in the name of Quetzalcoatl, and you think they're here to save and protect you, but really they're coming dressed like Quetzalcoatl, and underneath of that dress and the feathers and the plum serpent is really Tezcatlipoca, the Aztec devil, god of illusions and mirrors and who demands human sacrifice. And anyone who will not participate in the system of the beast will therefore be sacrificed, maybe not on an altar or sacrifice on a guillotine like that movie series, ridiculous movie series Left Behind, which terrified me when I was in fifth grade. But you will be sacrificed in some way, shape, or form. You, you will not be able, like in Israel, to participate in society unless you take this mark. And so, where is all of this coming from? It, it feels alien. It feels otherworldly. It feels like prophecy. It feels like it's coming from somewhere else. Well, I mentioned the TV show Debris, which I don't think was a really great TV show. There are only a couple episodes in, but I, I didn't like it too much. But it's about, about two intel agencies, one in Britain, British intelligence, and one in the United States, CIA, working together to uncover and try to understand what this mysterious debris is that's falling from the sky and affecting, in very bizarre ways, both humans and you know, physical material in, in our world. And this debris is basically coming from what looks like some kind of wrecked alien spacecraft. And it's falling down from the heavens. Now, if you read, read the Bible and you read about Lucifer, Lucifer wanted to be like God. And so Lucifer was cast out of heaven. So if the sun, the physical sun, the bright morning sun and the dimming evening sun, if that sun, that powerful sun, is Jesus, the Son of God, and the moon in this context is God, the great reflector in the sky, the moon reflects sunlight. So the moon reflects the sun down to the earth in times of darkness and illuminates the darkness. The moon also reflects down another light, a first light before the sun, a false light. It's not the real sun reflects the light of Lucifer, Venus, down to heaven. So the fall of Lucifer, as described in Isaiah 14, is actually astronomical, astrological. And as Lucifer falls from heaven, he's like Prometheus that brings fire. But it's a false fire. It's an illusion. It illuminates the depths, like the El Diablo tarot card, where the fire is pointing downward, illuminating the infernal world. And so the devil offers us, or Lucifer offers us, or Satan offers us, these are different words and they have different meanings, but Lucifer offers us this false light. Lucifer, as the light bearer, though, also offers us the light of Jesus because Jesus is the light. And much like Osiris in Egypt is a, is a black god of soil and death and also a green god of agriculture and life, there are dual components, and his son is another manifestation, Horus. And so Jesus is both the light, the light of the world, and Jesus is also Lucifer, the bearer of a false light. Other scholars will say that there's no relation, but regardless of any relation or no relation at all, Lucifer, the devil, Satan, Shaitan, the adversary, 
one of them offered woman fruit in the garden. And we call that fruit the fruit of desire. We might call it the, the, the techno fruit. If you ever played the video game Assassin's Creed, there's the Apple of Eden, Aguilar's Apple of Eden. It's like an ancient technology that was used to control mankind from the earliest days. The fallen angel, this false god that offers man this, this apple, this fruit, which has been described as a fig, a pomegranate, which is popular in, I think, both Greek and Roman mythology, but particularly Greek mythology. Because the uh, blood droplets of Dionysus, the wine god associated with Jesus, because of the wine, turning water into wine, the blood droplets of Dionysus turn into pomegranates, and there's a reference to pomegranates being in the Garden of Eden in this context within this myth. So the pomegranate, which is also on the uh, tarot card for the high priestess, it's associated with woman, it's associated with Persephone in the pit of hell or in Hades, in the story of Demeter and Persephone. She stays in the underworld for a certain part of the year, and that describes the changing of the seasons when her mother mourns and allows the earth to die. Her mother Demeter is kind of like Osiris or kind of like Saturn in a way. So the fruit that we're being given, this apple, this pomegranate, this fig, others have suggested that it could also be a citron or an etrog, which is a, a bittersweet lemon-like fruit that the Jews, uh, and they, well, they, I guess you could say Jews, Hebrews, that, that they've used traditionally for some of their rituals and some of their celebrations. This um, offering of the fruit that leads to a fall of man it's just really an, an archetype. It, it's, um, I don't think it's something that happened you know, one time, and that was it. I think that the story in Genesis is, is an archetype. It's a story. I think the story in Revelations is an archetype. It's a story. I, I think that the transition through many of the books of the Bible is a processional thing. I think it's like the changing of the seasons. You know, the, the red horse of the apocalypse is the summertime. The black horse of death is the fall, the fall of man into dark and cold winter months, which is represented by the pale horse. And then during this time of the year, and then during this time of the year, March into April, we have the spring equinox, Ostara or Eostra, or Ishtar, and through this part of the year, we have the beginning of the waxing of the sun. Therefore, the sun comes back to life, and we have the white horse of the apocalypse. So these stories are representative of transitions in human society, culture, and consciousness, I think. And as we progress through these cycles, we find that there are always new reference points in the modern time that we perceive as the moment, as the now, that are prevalent within the zeitgeist, that we can relate to these mystical, mythical, perhaps partly real, true stories. And we see that what's happening today with tracking passes, have access to buy food or go to con. It'll start with concerts and travel. It'll, it'll work its way to food like it is in Israel. 
You won't be able to do anything, to buy anything, to do anything unless you have the mark of the beast. If you don't have that mark, then you won't be able to transact. You won't be able to, to do anything. The number of the beast, the, the, the mark of the beast, as it says in the Bible, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that hath the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. I mean, in essence, what that says is, unless you have the mark of the beast, unless you have your COVID pass, your vaccine pass, or the name of the beast, unless you've been cleared for your COVID test, or the number of his name. You know, these are, these are things that are not just relatable by coincidence. This, this is biblical prophecy being fulfilled. I would suggest it's like Cortez and the Aztecs. Were the Aztecs, by the way. Others have studied our belief systems and are using them against us. And then therefore Christians will say, well, this is prophecy, so just let it happen. If it's prophecy, let it happen, and then Jesus will come back and save us. But the reality is there's no Jesus coming back to save you. Because you're looking at this as a literalism. And you'll let them do anything to you because you think Jesus will save you. Jesus isn't coming to save you. The sun will come up in the morning, but you just might be in a re-education camp and Jesus is not coming to save you. There's no allies coming to save you. You can repent for your sins, and but see, they've just convinced people that signing on to the beast system and the irony of it is that the people signing on to the beast system most eagerly are the people that otherwise would be afraid of it if it came in a different form because they are willing to participate because they've given their life to Christ. So sure, crucify me. Don't resist. I mean, it's just it's psychological warfare. And it, it just seems like this, it, it, this, this is just, it's so alien. It's, it's so otherworldly. It's like it came from somewhere else. Now, maybe the apple, the fig, the citron, the pomegranate didn't come from somewhere else and land in the garden. It grew in the garden. And however you want to relate to that citron or that apple, which is just fruit, it changed the way that humans acted, just like the debris in the TV show. The TV show Debris, this alien spaceship starts raining down from above. And I, I don't know if it's just a clever concept or, you know, it's kind of like predictive programming or, or something. Like the last couple of days we've seen on March 27th, a mysterious explosion rocked the western United States. And we were told that it was a SpaceX rocket that broke apart in the atmosphere and it looks like, you know, you look at the images of it, it looks like, you know, a little meteor shower. It looks like, the, it basically looks like the movie poster but the, for the TV show, the movie poster for the show Debris. And we've seen other huge explosions in the sky, lights in the sky, and things falling down all around us. I mean, there have been loud mysterious booms we talked about last week uh, up in Canada a fireball came out of the sky and lit up someone's backyard I mean all these things it just sounds like we're living in Revelation where it sounds like we're living in a TV show and, and when you start putting all this together you start to realize that there, there's nothing separate in the world everything is united as part of one giant grand tapestry one story 
And here on The Secret Teachings, we're just trying to unfold that tapestry, unfold that quilt, and unpack the story. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM, www.thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe to the show if you enjoy what we do. You get access to the archive, the montages, the digital books, and for the month of March into Easter, a free copy of one of my books, sent free, shipping that is, in the United States. rdgable at yahoo.com. There's more after this. Stay with us. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fridge FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM, BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. 
Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Yo, hi there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit out those awkward processing slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volume, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and allow to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video, or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. Doesn't make sense. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm. Join our team and get jump started on your podcast today everything is awesome everything is cool when you're part of a team it's march the month of the spring equinox ostara right here on ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm thanks again um this is very refreshing and i look forward to talking with you more soon ryan Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination, where happiness is an illusion, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Over the past couple of weeks, we've seen a number of things that have fallen out of the sky. And in one case, caused physical damage to somebody's property in Peachland. A story came out about debris, a fireball, coming out of the sky, striking a woman named Jackie Wilson's Peachland home in her backyard, starting a fire 
and there was no description of what it was because I guess whatever it was, it burned up once it struck the ground. People said it was a meteorite. It was space junk. They didn't really have a full explanation for what it was. Another object fell out of the sky on the 27th of March, just a few days ago. The incident in Peachland was on the 17th of March. This incident was on the 27th, 10 days later, just a few days ago. A huge explosion rocked the western United States, the Pacific Northwest. And we were told that it was a SpaceX rocket, the debris from that SpaceX rocket that came raining down after a flash of light and an explosion. We've seen other flashes of light in the past couple of weeks accompanying what we refer to as loud or mysterious or loud mysterious or just mystery booms. These very loud and somewhat terrifying and unexplainable booms and explosions that have been heard all over the world. Some of them accompanied by a very bizarre screeching sound that kind of sounds like the creaking of the inside of a ship or it sounds like trumpets being blown. And if, if, if it's like trumpets being blown, you know, it's coming from the heavens, it almost sounds kind of like the angels in Revelation blowing their trumpets, opening the seals during the times of the end days, the Armageddon, the apocalypse, the great unveiling. This is just one example. This was up in Canada, British Columbia. And it sounds like trumpets. It sounds like just something very disturbing. It's bizarre. It's kind of creepy and scary. It's not something that I would want to wake up in the middle of the night to. But I did actually wake up, and I heard this myself. I heard this firsthand for three seconds in Boise, Idaho, just a handful of years ago. And it was accompanied by a loud, mysterious boom that rocked my apartment. Here's that sound from Canada. That's in the air. That's in the sky. And there are dozens and dozens and dozens of recordings of this. Now, some refer to that as a mysterious boom. That's not necessarily a mysterious boom, I don't think. That sounds like trumpets being blown. But nevertheless, whatever it is, it's unexplained, and it's happening all over the world. As we documented last week here on The Secret Teachings, we did a show that I thought was extremely important. And I think it needs to be heard. I think it needs to be listened to by a lot of other people who might have missed it. If you'd missed this show, Portent of Revelations, Angelic Booms, you need to go back and listen to it and share it with your friends if you can. It's free on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, or you can email me and I'll send you a link to it. It's called Portent of Revelations. It was last Wednesday we did the show. And we played all these loud, mysterious um, you know, sounds, and we played booms. We talked about one thing in particular, that a lot of times these booms, these big explosions that rock neighborhoods, they don't appear on a USGS map. Like The US Geological Service cannot identify 
what caused the sound. Their seismographs don't record anything on the map. Universities don't record anything. They can't find it. They don't know what happened. One guy had an audio-activated security system. A big boom rocked his house. Didn't activate the security system. It's almost like you can feel it. You can hear it. But like a vampire in a mirror, you know, or a dead person in a mirror, they, they, you can't see it. You can't see physical evidence of it except for what it does to your house if it breaks a window or knocks something over. And people hear this and feel this coming from all around them at the same time, under them, above them, around them. Rocking homes across tens of miles or hundreds of miles in some cases. Some reports over multiple counties over an entire state virtually at the same time. There was even a report out of Southwest England a couple of weeks ago. These loud boom, 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 boom sounds that residents recorded. There's a video of it. So what they are, we're not sure. Nobody really has an idea of what they are. People can speculate. I keep hearing that they're, they're underground bases being blown up. I don't see what that has to do with loud, mysterious booms. You know, you can say, well, it's an explosion. It's a bomb going off. It's blowing up an underground base. Well, then why am I hearing these trumpet sounds in the sky? Why are we hearing it just one time, consistently in some places, but one time every night for weeks or months at a time, right after midnight, right on cue, a lot of them taking place between 2 and 4 a.m.? Why are we hearing it very consistently? It could mean that it's you know a man-made project. Sure, maybe something's being built. Or it could be some geological situation that is yet to be defined. Or it could be something that is describable, definable, understandable. But researchers, scientists, geologists, the military, somebody doesn't want to talk about it because maybe man's in control of it and it's a secret. Or maybe it's something we can't control and so we're just kind of quietly building bunkers like that movie Greenland, which was about a giant comet striking the Earth. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, that's actually I think that's a really good movie. Uh, watch Greenland before you watch Debris. Greenland's a much, much better uh, amount of time that you spend uh, watching some kind of fictional film. And so, you know, I, I, don't, I have no idea what these things are. I've heard them before. I went and printed out uh, all the most recent reports uh, from Peabody. Uh, this is from CBS, a huge, mysterious boom. That story came out uh, on the 23rd of February. There are stories from Pennsylvania to North Carolina. Here's one from North Carolina on January 15th of 2020 that rocked Cape Fear. Again, that was another one that happened. There was another one there prior to that. People had reported a mysterious bang heard from miles in southwest England. It wasn't just a bang. It was bang, bang, bang. And that was on the spring equinox, March 20th. In Roseville, California, according to ABC local news, a loud boom was claimed to be a bird scare cannon. So once in a while, they have an explanation. It's a sonic boom. It's a bird scare cannon. I find that story strange because, you know, 
I don't know how much this rocked Roseville, but the one that happened in San Diego on the 14th of March shook the entire city for three seconds. I don't think that's a bird scare cannon. Also, in Hopedale, from the Milford Daily News, mysterious booms baffle residents in Hopedale. Multiple places were shaking. Five loud booms heard in one place. The source of the noises was not clear. In places like Pennsylvania, this is so bad now. They've had the FBI investigating for a couple of years. Their official explanation was a tractor ran over an improvised explosive device. Now, it was strong enough to be heard over multiple counties, right, in tens of miles or 100 miles, but it wasn't strong enough to do any damage to the tractor. That was one of the official explanations. Others will just make fun of it, like up in the Pacific Northwest, around the time where I heard my boom, I had started to research what these things were, and I found, oh, there was a story published in a sister newspaper of the Idaho Statesman, and they were just joking. They're like, oh, this weird, mysterious boom heard up here in the Pacific Northwest. This was this might have been aliens or trees falling from, you know, loggers. It's like, then why don't we hear this stuff all the time if it's just trash trucks and cars backfiring? I, I know what it sounds like when there's a gunshot or a car backfiring. I've lived in a city. You know, I've lived in a liberal city. I know what a gunshot sounds like. I know what crime sounds like 24 hours a day because there's no police or police can't do anything. I know what crime sounds I know what an Antifa riot sounds like. You know, but I, I, I don't know what these booms are, where they are coming from. But we do have an idea that some of them might actually be something coming from space because there are often big, big flashes of light, right? And that's what happened on the 27th of March when an explosion rocked part of the western United States and this object fell out of the sky in pieces and it looked like the, I call it a movie poster because that's, I think, what it is, but the promotional picture for NBC's TV show Debris. These objects are falling out of the sky. And uh, then, of course, another report up in Canada, a mysterious fireball fell out of the sky, and they don't know exactly what it was. There's no remnants of what was what fell out of the sky, but this is happening very consistently. And, and if we went back, we could find reports in 2020, 2019, 2018. This is always happening. There's always stuff coming out of the sky. And the more stuff that goes up into the sky, the more stuff we put into space, the more likely stuff is to, to fall down and burn up in the atmosphere. But for something to, to fall and to explode and to show this big flash of light and to be tens or 100 miles away and people can report it and feel it, that's a little more identifiable than these mysterious booms. In other cases, you know, I guess if you're far away enough from the object falling, you hear the boom, you feel the boom, but you don't see the flash of light. You don't see the debris running, raining out of the sky. Uh, but, I mean, the first thing I think is that, well, this kind of sounds like the TV show Debris, even though I don't think it's a great TV show. But it's something falling out of the sky, and it's affecting the way that people behave. Like in the TV show, the things that are falling out of the sky affect the way that we behave in parallel to the story of the fruit in the Garden of Eden and the fallen angel Prometheus giving fire to mankind, right? Or the fallen angel Lucifer giving the fruit of desire to mankind and bringing about the fall of mankind. And that, of course, can be directly related to the fall and the fall to the winter months and the circling of the the yearly wheel and the changing of the seasons of the four horses of the apocalypse. So, 
yeah, it's scary and spooky to talk about the apocalypse and to talk about Armageddon and to talk about the end of the world, but these are just cycles. It's just a natural progressional cycle. The four horses of the apocalypse, the changing of the seasons. There are other things, though, in the Bible, other things in Revelation that are different than just cycles. Like when you have a moment to go look at the Bible, you should look up Revelation 8, 6 through 12. And then you should go and find some of the sounds of these mysterious noises and booms. And you'll see that there's definitely a correlation. For example, if you read this chapter in Revelation, there were seven angels and they had seven trumpets and they prepared to sound them. And the first angel sounded his trumpet, and there was hail and fire that was mixed with blood that came down onto the earth. A lot of the earth was burned up. Second angel blares the trumpet, and a huge mountain all ablaze was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died. That sounds more like Fukushima. Uh, The third angel sounded his trumpet, and the great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. That, of course, is wormwood. And the waters returned bitter. People died from the waters, probably from radiation or something to that effect. The fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so a third of them turned dark. A third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night if you continue to read, a fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. When he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like the smoke from a gigantic furnace. The sun and sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss, and out of the smoke locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were not allowed to kill them, but only to torture them for five months. And it goes on, talking about the locusts. The sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the four horns of the golden altar that is before God. The horses then came. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and sulfur. And if you keep reading, you'll find more of a description, of course, of that story that a lot of us just kind of know superficially. A lot of things we, we know superficially, like the apple in the garden or the fall of you know the fall of man or the trumpets blaring, like all that is just stuff that if you go read it, you, you kind of get a different interpretation of it because you're reading the actual text rather than just getting this story, which is why I I like to read things directly, or I implore you to go read them for yourself. Another part of uh, the Bible that is very significant in relation to what's going on with falling debris around us and the way that people are acting because of what amounts to an alien takeover of planet Earth, you find that in places like New York State, where I am, And in other places, Revelation 13 is unfolding. Revelation 13, 16 through 17. 
And the second beast required all, pe- uh, all people, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, the name of the beast, or the number of its name. Th- these are your COVID-19 travel passes, ladies and gentlemen, and you know very well that you don't have to be a Christian to recognize this. But you also should know that this isn't necessarily an absolute literalism in the sense that it marks the confirmation of the biblical prophecy, as general as that statement is. It, it marks the, the, the literalization of the, the absolute truth of the Bible and of God's Word. And if it does mark those things, or it doesn't mark those things, I beg you, please do not participate in that system simply because you think Jesus will come back to save you. If you do, you will end up like the Aztecs, slaughtered by Cortez and his men who pretended to be Quetzalcoatl, the returning plum serpent to save them from Tezcatlipoca. Turns out Cortez was Tezcatlipoca, dressed like an angel, bringing peace and love. But he brought destruction. To the Aztecs, if they were Christians, Quetzalcoatl would have been the fallen angel. Or at least Cortez would have been the fallen angel, the Antichrist. Now, right now, we're seeing the whole world fall under this spell of an Antichrist beast system. And so the whole world is experiencing this revelation of the method of how things are really run. The revelation of authoritarianism. They're witnessing the power of the corporate state. They're witnessing the power of the authoritarian state. The power of psychology. The power of manipulation through symbols and through words and through fear and terror. And these are the only ways that people can control you is through fear and terror and, and through suggestion. It's just a magical process to get you to do what they want you to do. And I mean, it, it almost like amounts to an, to, an, to an alien invasion. It's like rather than, you know, an empty alien vessel coming down and crashing onto Earth for whatever unknown reason and humans trying to figure out how the pieces go back together, uh, the, the, the craft landed. And the aliens got out, and uh, they are directing our lives. And it doesn't mean that they're aliens in the sense that they're like greys or reptilians. They're aliens in the sense that they don't like humans very much. They themselves might be human, for, for whatever that definition of the word might be to you, but they're not really human. So you can mix all this together, and you can see that stuff falls out of the sky. We have this parallel to, like, you know, the TV show Debris. The, the, the fruit in the Garden of Eden that was given to Eve is not really, you know, an apple or a pomegranate or a fig or whatever. It could be all those things and none of those things. It's a fruit uh, of desire. And it relates to Lucifer, the fallen star, the pits of the apple, Venus, Lucifer. The fallen star, the planet, the false light reflected from God, Jehovah, the moon God, down onto the earth in the same way that God reflects his sun, the sun. S-U-N-S-O-N of the world onto the earth. And the first light is Venus, Lucifer. That's the false light. Oh, you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. The false light, as described in the book of Isaiah chapter 14. And while we're seeing debris fall out of the sky, and we're seeing um, more and more reports of mysterious booms, and 
we're hearing these odd sounds, these trumpet-like sounds in the sky. Well, it's kind of like Revelation 8, the seventh seal and the golden censer, the seven seals being opened up. It kind of sounds like the trumpets, the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. And as all this is happening, we are being given the mark of the beast quite literally. All people required, rich and poor, it doesn't matter if you're free or slave, you have to have a mark. And if you don't have a mark, you can't buy or sell unless you have that mark. Now, how is it that mostly, at least mildly intelligent people have, been, have succumbed to this? Why have we just accepted it? Well, because we're afraid, one. And because others feel like this is the fulfillment of prophecy, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But regardless of what it is or what it isn't, it absolutely is the fulfillment of prophecy, just it might not be so divine. It might be a, a play on your beliefs, and therefore if it's a play on your beliefs, there's nobody here to save you. And so in the meantime, while Christians and true believers give into the system thinking that giving into it will save them because Jesus will protect them in the end, Others who are so unsure and, and perhaps despise you know, religion and despise sacred texts and they, they want to be atheists, they think it's cool, I want to worship the devil, yeah. They are consumed by entertainment and pop culture. They are consumed by the system of the beast for which they also give themselves willingly to because they believe that they will get some power out of it in the same way that a lot of Christians believe, yeah, well, Jesus will save us in the end. The beast system will consume and devour all of you. Uh, just like if your heart, and this is really what it is, if you want to look at the Hall of Judgment in Egypt, all of our hearts seem to be far heavier than the feather. And you would think that's a normal, basic principle of like weights and measurements, and you know, the heart is way more you know, weightful than a feather, but not so much because the feather is the soul. If the feather doesn't weigh more than the heart, then you are weighed down by these sins and you are consumed by the hippopotamus crocodile beast in the hall of judgment. And there are just a handful of us, it seems, who can step away from that and recognize everybody's being played. Your beliefs are being played on. They're being tap danced on. Your nerves are being danced on and played with. And while they're being danced on and played with, we get... Musicians like Lil Nas X, who puts out this song, Montero, which starts with him in the Garden of Eden. It's called Montero. We tell them no. We banish them. But here, we don't. Welcome to Montero. Where the serpent crawls up the tree. That's supposed to be about how, you know, if you're gay... Or whatever you are, you can, you know, you can be yourself and come out. Come out of the closet. We, we talked about this last night. And at the end of the song, you see Montero goes down to hell. Well, Naz goes down to hell. And he literally has sex with the devil. Lap dances on the devil. And, you know, you wonder... <laughs> what exactly... Is this supposed to mean? Is it just about gay people? Is it just about pop culture and, you know, social justice? Or is it about invoking the devil? Is it about getting you to chant these names and listen and watch and pay attention to this stuff? 
like again we talked about last night on the show. When we come back from break, I want to break this music video down a little bit because it has to do with the Garden of Eden. It has to do with the devil and the rise of the devil. I mean, if if gays were being punished, I would think the devil would punish them, not have sex with them, and, and, and they would enjoy it. It's just very bizarre. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year, or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info, or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. 
where the normal and paranormal collide. It's the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. The music tonight is by White Bat Audio and Secession Studios. Our entire archive is available on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. It's powered by Captivate now. It's a little easier to use. And if you can't catch the show Monday through Friday... five nights a week here on The Fringe, you can subscribe to our archive to get access to the show archive and our montage archive it's at www.thesecretteachings.info and if you have any questions comments whatever you can email me at rdgable rdgable at yahoo.com and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can rdgable at yahoo.com and on social media facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings I know a lot of you have probably seen what is considered the top trending music video on YouTube and I imagine a number of other platforms. It's a song by Lil Nas X called Montero, Call Me By Your Name is the caption. Now, for those of you who don't know, Lil Nas's real name is Montero Lamar Hill. And the word Montero is a Spanish surname which is reference to an occupation uh, for a beater or an assistant of a hunt from an agent derivative of monte, which as well as meaning mountain or hill. So his name is, is basically Spanish, Montero Hill, the huntsman on the hill. You could, I guess, translate it to or the, the assistant to the huntsman on the hill. Middle name Lamar. And he makes this song, or I don't know if these people actually make this music and they make these videos. I think they're just, they're just performers. But Lil Nas is, you know, he received a lot of fame and attention for making that that Western song. I, I can't even. I don't want to. I don't want to bring it up. <laughs> I don't want to play it. It's just very. It's a. It's a horrible song. But see, you're supposed to like this guy because he's gay. And if you want to break it down. You know, real simple, it's like you're supposed to like this guy because he likes penis in his butt, right? Or he likes to stick his penis in somebody else's butt. All right, now that's not discriminatory. That's a fact. And if we break it down, that's pretty much what it is. I'm supposed to like him because he likes gay sex. And if I don't like his music, I must be homophobic. Now, if he made a song, right, Lil Nas X Montero, if he made a song and, you know, he... He sang about, you know, being gay and being accepted and 
even if he would have went down to hell in the song Montero, and rather than going down on the devil, and the devil and him both enjoying it, maybe he could have maybe been disgusted that the devil was having sex with him. You know, that he was being tortured for being gay. But instead, he embraced being sent to hell. At least we're told that the song is about how he's being sent to hell because he's, he's gay, right? He's being condemned. He's being damned eternally for his gayness. Why couldn't he have just like not liked the devil, not liked the ass sex, right? No, he, he was enjoying it. Not only did he enjoy it, the devil didn't convince him to do anything. If you watch the video, he walked down to hell with an arrogant strut, you know, a very flamboyant walk, walked into the gates of hell and started riding the devil in the song. That's what you watch in the music video. Why, why does the gay guy like the devil? I thought the gay guy should not like the devil because the devil's going to punish him for being gay. Because the devil ultimately becomes an assistant of God, punishing those that God says disobeyed them. Otherwise, you would think that the devil would reward those who disobeyed God, his adversary. It's very convoluted and complicated. We talked about the definitions of these words earlier. But I'm curious why that wasn't the case in the song Montero. Well, it's probably because it's not so much about gayness as it is about invocation. Just like the songs we played last night by Avril Lavigne, I Fell in Love with the Devil. It's not so much a guy she fell in love with. That's the metaphor. It's not so much the industry like Eminem talks about being connected to the industry, being unable to escape signing his deal with the devil. That's the metaphor. Lil Nas making this song, to him it might be about gay people. And it might, like these record executives, these music industry people, they were probably like, well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have you in the Garden of Eden, and you know that's powerful iconography, and then we'll send you down to hell. And how about you just hump the devil? That's, that's entertaining for people. And Lil Nas was like, well, if I'm being punished for being gay, you know, if that's the message, then why wouldn't I be like tortured by the devil rather than why would I hump him? Now, I don't know anything about Lil Nas besides, you know, a few different songs he's done and that he's supposedly gay. But when I look at this guy, I see perversion of the industry. What I see in Lil Nas is I see I see Dave Chappelle and I see Tyler Perry and I see Martin Lawrence and I see all the other black Hollywood celebrities that have either been forced to perhaps willingly have done it or have refused to do it. Uh, and, and, and that is, you know, being put in a dress and being demasculated. And the black community has always suffered from familial destruction. And so I find it kind of offensive and insulting when black celebrities are put into dresses that are dressed up in drag and then paraded around as some symbol of justice and unity when black communities have traditionally been decimated by the destruction of the family structure in particular, but you know the, 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 the father being removed from the household. I find it to be kind of disgusting and reprehensible. I don't know about you. Not because he's gay, but because it's disgusting and reprehensible what the guy's being used for. And I think that we can find pretty simple proof of that in the fact that I can go find kind of like random rappers and random singers on YouTube 
who have as many or more hits on their videos and they don't get media attention. They've most of them. And I know some of them, like I, I know, uh, we've had payday Monsanto on the show before. And there's some other people I'd like to interview who do music and they're not, they're not selling their soul to the devil. They're mocking the industry's usage of that imagery. And they're of all different backgrounds and all different colors and belief systems. And so why is that? Why, why is this what we're supposed to listen to? This is the Montero song. This is what we're supposed to be like, oh my God, it's all about gay people. And I love gay sex. And I love that Lil Nas is gay. And this sends such a strong message to be empowered. And you might argue, yes, it, it, it might empower some people, but if it empowers people under false pretenses, what does it do, actually? It communicates to the subconscious with the symbols, and it corrupts the mind. Not because he's gay, but because they're invoking the devil. It starts in the Garden of Eden. We hide the parts of ourselves we don't want the world to see. We lock them away. We tell them no. We banish them. But here... Don't. Welcome to Montero. And the serpent climbs up the tree. I caught it bad just today. You hit me with a call to your place. Ain't been out in a while anyway. The serpent turns into this demonic, flamboyant demon. And the serpent follows him and grabs him. And uh, it's... It kind of has some of that same. We'll pause it right there. It kind of has some of that, that that imagery from that ET song by Katy Perry, which is about aliens and animal sex. And so the serpent grabs Lil Nas and looks into his eyes, and basically takes possession of him, and then starts having sex with him in the Garden of Eden. And see, you listen to that lyric there, and what does that sound like? It's it's actually almost identical to the Billie Eilish song, where she's singing with a demonic presence, and the demonic presence is telling her that, you know, I thought you'd be dead by now. I thought I was too powerful for you. And she's like, I want to meet you in the park at dark. I want to talk to you about the deal that I made with you. And it's the same exact thing with Eminem when he's looking in the mirror in the song My Darling. Uh, the the Eilish song is Bury a Friend. And and what happens? Like, if you read magical grimoires and magical texts, you make a deal with the devil or, you know, in, in I guess you could say divine magic, you know, invoking, you know, the, the higher self and then conquering the lower uh, components of the spirit world, the, the demons and things like that. And, and then you have control over them. And when you can control them, you can evoke them. You can, you know, control your emotions and you can control your your thoughts and your feelings. Uh, but in this case, it's like Lil Nas making a deal with the devil with all those components. And then the devil, just like Eminem or Billie Eilish says, call me when you need me. I'll be there for you. He made a deal with the spirit. He made a deal with the devil. And then the devil starts, or the serpent, or Lucifer starts licking him. And they pan back to the tree, which has this magical text written in it. I want to sell what you're buying. I want to fill on your ass. 
And you know, I just I watched this, and he's got the ram's head there on his shirt. You know, it's Ares, the ram, god of war. It looks like a ram to me, anyway. And I wonder, do people actually who are gay watch this and think, well, I mean, I was feeling pretty bad about being gay the way people treat me, but now that Lil Nas dressed up in drag and humped the devil, I feel much better about myself. You know, if you really wanted to make a statement about homosexuality, I would think this is probably the wrong way to do it, you know, because if I were like a hardcore Christian or someone who just despised, and not saying Christians do, I think that's a mis, misidentification of belief, but, you know, people that really just actually don't like gay people, there are people like that, just like there are people that don't like straight people. If I were one of those people, I would I would then dislike gay people even more because I would see this and see the disgusting imagery and, and the perversion of these sacred stories and these sacred symbols of Lil Nas getting a blowjob from the serpent in the Garden of Eden. And I would think this is the most disgusting, perverse crap I've ever seen now. And it wouldn't be justified, of course, but now I hate gay people even more. That's how some people are going to view this. And I think that's part of the intentionality of the music industry to create more, to sow more division, more hatred, more malice. If you were going to make a video like this, why couldn't you just make something where you told a story, first of all, without auto-tune, you told a story and and maybe you used some of the imagery and you just kind of ask for acceptance. And it's just, it's more like, it's just more peaceful and it's kind of beautiful. Like the beginning of that, uh, is it Lena Del Rey, the Kim Trails in the Country Club. The first part of that song is beautiful. And, and then if people still didn't like you, then they're the ones that are shown to be monsters. But there's this whole idea now that in order to be accepted and loved and, and become equal, you have to like, be the most disgusting, perverse thing that you can be. You know, in order to be accepted and loved, you have to like let your stomach hang out of your shirt if you're overweight and you have to flaunt your your fatness around and you have to have sex with as many people as you want. And I, I just, how how does that empower people? I, just, I don't think that empowers, I think that gives people a, a, the perception of false empowerment. And that false empowerment is given to them by the false light. And the false light is brought to earth by the moon. God reflected from the sun, which is the true light, and then Venus, Lucifer, the false light cast down to the earth. And at 1 minute and 47 seconds in the Montero song, here comes the fallen angel. And literally, an angel picks him up and sends a pole, and then he slides down the pole with red hair and these black boots into the pit of hell. Uh, I don't, like, as he's sliding down the pole into hell, it doesn't look like he's being punished for being gay. It looks like he's excited because he's gay. It looks like everybody in hell's excited, you know, and then the devil's there. And it's supposed to be this wonderful expression of gayness, and it just looks like a depraved, disgusting visual display of cultural decay is what it looks like. And then so he walks up to the devil whispers in the devil's ear, and then starts riding him. 
Oh yeah, gay people have made such strides. It, it, uh, you're, you're, if you're gay and you weren't accepted before this, this is really going to get people to love you. You know, the reality is there are some people that are biased and there are some people who aren't biased. And the majority of us aren't biased when we consciously think. This kind of crap not only degrades everybody, but it also works as a sigil. In chaos magic, it works as a, 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 a magical emblem, a symbol that draws your energy and attention to it. Here, he's still riding the devil. And it creates this ritual where the invocation of the intention behind the image brings that thing to life. And so from the Garden of Eden to the fallen angel to the devil in this Montero song, we see all the symbolic components of what are, what's happening in the world around us today. We see things falling from the heaven. We see debris. We think things that are falling to earth. We see people acting differently. We saw that there was a giant you know, explosion near Wuhan even in China you know, just a few months before the so-called outbreak. I don't think that has anything to do with it, but it's an interesting, strange correlation thinking about things from space coming to Earth and causing people to become ill. I don't believe in germ theory per se, but a toxic environment can create illness. And, And if something comes from space, noxious gases, whatever it might be, as described during the medieval plagues or as described uh, during other plagues throughout history, you know, strange smells, strange gases, strange lights in the sky. It can make people sick. And, And we're offered that we can go back to normal if we accept vaccine passports. And we're offered that the world will go back to normal if we just, whether you're rich or poor, free or slave, receive a mark, on your right hand or your forehead, and you can't buy or sell unless you do that. We have the fallen angels. We have the sounds of trumpets and mysterious booms. We have debris falling from the heavens. We have the apple being granted to us. Well, it's given to us, but it's like it's being granted to us. You've been granted the apple. You have the responsibilities of free human to take a bite of it. You think, yeah, I'm empowered. I'll do what I want to do. I don't care what God or the natural order of things says. I will tamper with nature. I'll go down to hell and lap dance with the devil. I'll play around with the forces of nature. I'll alter them. I'll manipulate them. I'll mess with them. I'll taunt God. I'll taunt all those that are moral and ethical. I'll taunt the goodness in the world. I'll crucify the savior of the world. I'll do all these horrible things because I have the power. And the people that think that are the ones that are empowered by false light. They are empowered by those influences that we call diabolic, that we call demonic. The ones that magicians invoke in order to conquer within their own conscious and subconscious and perhaps even unconscious minds. See, we have this idea that demons and angels and Gods and goddesses and spirits are these angelic light beings or they're these demonic dark beings. But really what they are are 
their, 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 their states of being, their, their mindsets, their ideas, their viewpoints. They're part of what makes us human. And to conquer your lust or your greed is to overcome one of the seven deadly sins. It, it is to overcome the demons that pull at you to do lustful things or to be greedy or to steal, to take what's not yours. You conquer those demons, then you no longer have to be afraid of those demons. The demons and the, the, the horrific ways they're depicted are just descriptions, they're just visualizations of those things that are blank, that they're, they're ideas. They're, they're basically, you're creating a thought form in order to control it. It's basically like a golem, you know, or a tulpa. And so when you can overcome your fear and you can overcome ignorance and you can overcome superstitions and you can learn and you can better yourself and you can connect with what people call the higher self or the guardian angel, these are the intentions of the magicians just as much as they are the intentions of the Christians and I would argue the intentions of most religions. I mean, Buddhist. It's very similar, if not identical. It's just different ways to look at things, different symbols. But when you empower those dark forces and you give them a visual description, not to defeat them, but to hump them in hell like Lil Nas in the Montero video, you are empowering those conscious and subconscious thoughts. You are playing in to the hand or the hands to the torch, to the pale and pitchfork and the horns of the diabolic. You are raising the devil. You are raising the demons. You are raising the Antichrist. You are participating willingly in the system. And when Christians in particular are tricked into receiving the mark of the beast because they think, well, this is great. Jesus is coming back any day. I don't have to do anything. When in fact, Jesus isn't coming back. You've given your soul up because you've been tricked. Because people have played on your beliefs and you aren't thinking for yourself so clearly. So others have taken what you believe, they've manipulated it, and they've come as your Savior. And maybe not as your Savior, they've come as the demons to convince you that Jesus is coming back. So lay down and take the persecution, because that's what Jesus would want, isn't it? Jesus would want you to have the mark of the beast, because that means, you know, revelation. Well, Jesus might not want you to have the mark of the beast. He'd want you to resist the mark of the beast and to starve for seven to ten years, and then he'll come back and take the rest who aren't raptured. It does seem like Prophecy is being fulfilled, but you got to realize prophecy might be fulfilled. Prophecy was fulfilled for the Aztecs when Quetzalcoatl returned. Too bad Quetzalcoatl was Cortez and his men decided to slaughter the Aztecs. And then we painted Aztec culture and the Aztec Empire as this barbaric tribe of cannibals, When although that were, was the case. They, they were no more cannibals than people that, you know, want to eat human flesh today from bite labs or they want to drink the blood from ambrosia uh the company those are two real companies ambrosia and bite labs it's no different than the cannibalism we have today 
not even the blood drinking we have today. The Aztecs were no different than the Egyptians. The Egyptians were no different than the Chinese, no different than the, you know, the, the Europeans, no different than the Canadian, Canadians, like North American native tribes. It's just every culture has it. We all have our devils and our, our angels and our demons and our gods and goddesses. And they are just outward expressions of internal things. They are reflections of the internal. They are exoteric reflections of the esoteric. Because it's inside of you, quite literally. It's inside your mind, your body, and your soul. And when you give up the preservation of those things, thinking that, well, someone else will save them. You've just been tricked and duped. That's all that's happened. You've been tricked and duped. So, as Lucifer comes down from the heavens, as whatever the thing was, the devil, a demon, a serpent, a Lucifer, a God, a whatever. I'm sure we'll be changing the Bible next because Adam really took the bite of the apple, not Eve, right? And we say the end of our prayers now, it's amen and ah women. Because you have to say amen and a women because that's just socially just, even though people don't realize the word amen came from Amon, Amon-Ra, the chief god of Egypt. Who cares about history and mythology and etymology and the origin of words? No, it's a woman too. And who cares if, you know, the majority of us don't hate each other because of our sexuality. The majority of us get along with each other. But when you watch TV and you listen to music and you look at popular culture, you'd think everybody's at each other's throats. They, want, they hate each other so bad. It's because, oh, you have a different skin pigment than me. Some people actually think that, but a majority of us don't. Majority of us don't. I know majority of you don't think that. So then when you make these videos like Lil Nas did, he's going to sing and hump the devil Make love to the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Be sent down to hell by the, by the angel. And it's like, no, it's the angel sending Naz to hell because he was bad and he took penis in the butt. And it's like, well, if he was bad, why wouldn't he be punished by the devil? Why was the devil having sex with him? And he was enjoying it. Why did he begin the sexual intercourse with the devil? Why did he ride the devil and blow the devil? Can somebody explain that to me? How is that empowering to gay people? Most gay people I've met, they just want to be accepted and they just want to be like, yeah, I got a husband, I got a, you know, I got a, you know, I got a wife if you're a woman and I just, I, I love my husband or wife and they, it's fine. What do, I, what do I care? But then you got people like Lil Nas who just totally, they debase something that otherwise can be pure. Right? The only reason... Like the fundamental reason that Christians and others dislike gay people is because it has to do with procreation. It's procreation. And it is perverse to have gay sex if the intention and the idea is that sex is divine from God as a gift for life and you're having sex with no potentiality of having life because it's two women or two men, then it is perverse in that context. But likewise, it's also perverse for a man and a woman to have anal sex. That would also be perverse. For the same reason, not because one's gay and one's having anal sex with someone of the opposite sex. It's because it's perverse. There's no life. There's no potentiality for life. But you know, the eugenicists and the people that openly talk about controlling the population and fertility vaccines to remove people's fertility, that's the World Health Organization in 1992. 
vaccine development going back to the 70s for that. You know, obviously you'd want to promote a culture of, of, of homosexuality because then you'd have less people having kids. And these songs by people like Naz are just, this is, a, this is disgusting. This isn't about promoting, oh, homosexuals, oh, we love gay people. It's like, I don't like this music. What is this? This is not music. This is disgusting, you know. Yeah, the devil is, uh, is at his beck and call. And it's like, if I don't like that song, I must hate gay people. It's like, no, I don't like that song. Because it's perverted. I don't like that song because he's worshiping evil. I don't like that song because evil is the inversion of living and love. And if you really want to be loved for who you are, and you really want to live a full life and be happy, then you have to do those things that are living and and loving. You, You can't worship evil. But we know that Lil Nas and others, they're not really doing this out of some pure sense of creativity. They're being used like the beliefs of the Aztecs. They're being used to control the minds of people into accepting the destruction of human civilization and culture and the resetting of the world under the guidelines of a few elitists who want you to be gay because then you don't have kids and they want to change your behavior they want to alter the way that you think and the way that you behave and they do that with the techno apple the techno pomegranate the techno fruit they do that with all the falling debris all the falling angelic beings from the heavens that rain down to give you all the things that God is hiding from you and in the end your eternal Material, physical life will be met with eternal damnation in the physical, corporeal world. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. You can sign up to our archive there. Get access to everything, montages, digital books, all the shows. rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.